bring Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. You fucking mark! We are in control now. <laughs> Yes, y'all, that's right. Rise and praise, infidels, as it's Monday, Memorial Day. Tip your hat to the dead and do what you need to do to rise and represent Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com, as we go all in on a night of champions, new champions, (laughs) and the same champions. That you know and love here, HMG, your law. Oh, what's good? What's good, guys? I'm trying to get the Broster's coffee flowing through my veins right now, man. Rise and praise the HMG soldiers uh, joining us here this morning. Hopefully, you guys got the day off from whatever position it is and you're spending with us this morning i appreciate that if you're listening to live channelattitude.com will you help keep the lights on and as well as patreon.com slash hameen media a new episode of the consultants number 22 up there i'm gonna knock another one out today as well because uh, i was a week behind from so much biz going on but it's my uh, biz briz partner right here man uh, holding down ohio you know who it is it's out of the beat of the v the food truck drag racing king how you doing this morning pal i've been and uh, to the hameen army out there happy memorial day uh one of the best holidays that we have here in the states uh, of course you know it, it's really the celebration side of it, kick it off the summer. So everybody out there having a lot of fun. Uh, I know the weather's the weather seems to be pretty good across the country. So the grill outs hitting the pools, all of that. Uh, but of course, the main reason, main reason for the cause, you know, to to remember and honor the the troops that have given everything for us here in this country. But man, dude, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I'm, tr- I'm trying to gather all my notes, plot out how the hell we, how can we cover all of this in 90 minutes? And it, it was a shit ton of pro wrestling this weekend. A lot, man. Uh, so much that I, I had to kind of just let go of it because I've got so much else going on and uh, just kind of have it on the second screen. So everything major premium live event wise, I kind of was just a one eye on uh, program and social medias for next month for all my clients. And then uh, which I should have just had my wife do because she does it all anyway. Uh, but uh then to have that on there, you know, I knew what the finishes were, what the botches were, what uh <laughs> Whatever was going on, man. So, you know, between the sheets and that, I got plenty of wrestling more than I needed to. I had a great time with the AEW self-help on Friday night. Voodoo with the bits out of the gate. He's hanging out over there at twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. I want to give uh, my man Frank a big shout-out. He hooked us up, too, with the uh, YouTube premium subscription, so no more commercials uh, while we spin uh, all the old-school jams. But it was it was that hot uh, 97, uh, you know, mentality over there on Friday night playing some good hip-hop and just having a good laugh and smoke with the HMG and his soldiers. So if you're free on Wednesdays and Fridays, we do that uh, live, a little extra added bonus. It was awesome to see how many people participating in the Hameen Media discussion. Whoa. 
doing uh the pick'em challenge as well and meme culture all that all that shit pops me man we see it all so so thankful to, to all of our participators out there man keeping that community thriving and uh having digital friends all across the world i think that shit's just awesome bro uh you are right hey but let me ask you this you know we were talking about all all of this wrestling this weekend here uh and top to bottom from from the big boys the big stages you said the pay-per-views the premium live yeah. events i mean hell i did Impact Free even run? Did they run this weekend? Was this under siege? Was that last weekend? I saw people uh, talking about that. I think it might have been this week because you On know Friday. I, I, uh, I faced you know, I faced Tyler Turva at uh, Crossfire, and I know he had he is promoting big matches with. Uh, brian myers and and uh also uh sean spears I, i'm not sure if it was on an indie or not if there's some forbidden door there but i i'm pretty sure it was this past weekend yeah, as uh, well it was, it was on the 26th so i mean you, you have you have, lot, in, you have impact running uh you know what you said you said you had some indie stuff going on uh, i know our boy uh Troop, he was down for Troop championship ass, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you know, as they as they kind of relaunched their special little presentation of championship wrestling from Florida. You had Man Beast last night down at Derby City. Derby working, City, yeah, working at that. So I mean, it was across the board. You know, wrestling with holidays. Uh, you know, traditionally they've always run hand in hand. Uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. some of the big holidays. You know, Thanksgiving night, Christmas night, things like that. Mm-hmm. It, is it? In today's uh, landscape for wrestling, you know, top to bottom, is it such a good idea to run majorly on that weekend? Are those crowds there or to try to stay away from it, do you think? Well, people want to get out and do stuff. I mean, those are big uh, shows, but uh, indie shows can do well. It's, it, it all comes down to one thing, the promotion, bro. Or do you have a promoter who's going to get out there, hustle their ass off, do pre-sale, post to the town? create a moment for the people there, give them something they're hungry to, to get out there and, and, you know, not have to sit around with their families or enjoy something together. And if, uh, you know, business is booming or people want to get out and do something, man, you just got to provide them with the, the outlet to do that. So, um, I think Indies around here drew okay this weekend. Some of my guys were on a show and, uh, it all just comes down to that hustle and flow, bro. You really got to get out there and make your mark and nobody's going to hand you anything in this world. Like, Oh, we're over. We can draw because, uh, even last night, the pictures were coming in of, uh, hard camp side being bare bones and the upper level tarped off, uh, you know, uh, I mean, tarp emporium and the J hook. Uh, and then I saw a bigger arena view and there was, there was seats filled there for I keep calling it all in. I call all their shits that and double or nothing, you know? Uh, you know, so it, it was interesting. And Saudi is a fake metric cause it's a bought show. So it's not like people are out there banging and like, we got to get tickets. You know what I mean? We got to be here. Like, they're giving them away. And right now that's a big, big issue with AEW where we've seen four for 40 packs, dude, my indie show general admissions go for 20. So now at, at Indies, when I'm drawing 600, we're doing $20 average ticket. What's their average ticket price. And then Boy. even buy a burger and fries. I saw that RBV special and get a, get oh, a free, yeah, uh, ticket. So, you know, that like, table. Yeah, that we gotta we gotta come up with better marketing promotions, and I'm not sure if their new guy, Will or whoever from Ringside what? News, if that's his idea of how to get people in the arena. We got we got. Well, problems, you know, I, I, I kind of want to lead in with that, and you know, I was asking you know about you know 
going so heavy for the holiday. One of the big things here with AEW is they're going so heavy on big show promotion. They're not letting themselves breathe and focus on what they have going on. And now they got another TV show, so there's no breath and time to breathe. Right. You know, so you go from double or nothing. You still, uh, you know, last night during the post scrum, uh, Tony Khan had announced that they're at 65,000 for all in over at Wembley. Now, I will say, you know, that that photo is floating around out there, and that is early on. That's about 420, you know, local time. Everybody's still outside partaking in those horseshoe genetics. Sure, sure, sure. But a half hour later, man, you know, when that show got going, they filled it up pretty well. Uh, they ended up. Yeah, getting, they ended up getting close to. You know, you had over ten thousand people in there. Okay, how many does the arena hold? Well, it was set up. I believe it was in there for like sixteen thousand. That's so, the I mean, thing. Like, these things of like it's set up for. We're going to the United Center. Uh, if you've never been there, it holds about twenty one, twenty two thousand. And they're like, they've only sold six thousand five hundred for the United Center, but it's set up for. 80 89,000 or whatever. Well, what do you mean set up? You're that to me, that means you're already going, we need to get rid of uh, almost 60% of these seats or we're going to look like shit in here. So like these little terms of it, it's set. Yeah. You're like, well, they've, they've, they've 6,500. They've only got to sell 2,200 more between now and June 17th because it's set up for 8,900. That means you were ready to take a 50% L out of the gate, and now you're not even meeting your 50% metric, which is a big, big problem, bro. You're you're only booking you're booking arenas that seat 22,000 people, and you're only uh, selling 6,500. We're at about 30% sales right there. To me, that means we need to either <laughs> have a complete marketing refocus on strategy and how we uh, hype towns ahead of time in order to get those ticket sales up so we can meet at least our 50% metric and, or we don't book mega buildings and we eat a slice of humble pie and go back and start booking like how impact does a big nightclub, a venue that's different an outside show, something where it's not where we're in direct competition with WWE. Cause you know, it's not like they're doing, well, hey, they're, they're, they're struggling as well to pack things. Well, why people rib about the Hamings Tarp Emporium? That goes back to 2019 and 2018 when I, I think I dropped that shirt because WWE was putting themselves over with these mailed in shows, which I uh, was a really great episode of the Consultants this week going over some of the Thunderdome. Is actually the, uh, if you remember, the, if you're a hardcore subscriber, Russo's brand and Hobby Media Group, the window sleeper episode of uh, COVID era against that. So the picture is even in there. So that, that popped me. But um, that was a, that was a satire's most powerful weapon. I don't expect really anybody to buy a Hamming's Tarp Emporium shirt, but it, it started to go that way. And all it was was the Ticketmaster uh how many seats are filled and you see the j hook hard cam sides empty over here nobody wants to sit so we're just doing the j hook and we're patting ourselves on the back when in the 80s on hard cam side they just had to block out maybe three rows to put a guy there on a podium with the camera so they could shoot it it didn't have a whole section empty so all these little petty excuses is really 
comes down to bad promotion, bad ticket sales, and bad marketing, and bad creative on top of that. Because if your creative was good and your catchphrases and all that shit, you'd have people too sweeten and eliting and whatever the fuck and deleting at the lunch table. And like we they did in high school with suckets and oh hell yeah. And fucking if you smell, you can walk into any high school and fucking assholes in the 90s would be doing that shit. So the fact that we're not feeding um, the male demographic of even 15 to 49 year olds to give them something to get behind that, that are going to be your word of mouth that you can't miss it. We got to go to this show. We, I don't think we have any of that in either company right now. And that's a big, bigger problem, bro. I think what's, what's even more than is you had mentioned back then, I mean, yeah, in culture, you could go anywhere. You throw up the two sweet. You got strangers coming over <laughs> to you and reply. Here's the problem. You know, with the gestures, things that they think are over today, you go out today and still do that and people will respond to it. You go out and ask somebody to sizzle you, they're going to be like, what the hell? What, what is that? Yeah, yeah. If you woo, you're going to get a woo at the mall. If you right. yell, scissor me, daddy, nobody's going to be like, oh, come up with the fucking shit and give it to you. Unless you're at the fucking comic book stores <laughs> some shit you know now and, and, you know with the back real quick to the burger thing uh hashtag rbv eats out and it, i popped mm-hmm. when i saw when i saw that gimmick there but, you know it was at, at a select place there a premium burger joint uh those burgers are pretty those aren't those aren't mcdonald's happy meal or you know value sure. meal prices i mean you're paying a premium price for those things uh and also inside i know it had the aew logo but i've seen some reports that it might have been through a third party that bought up a bunch of these tickets and couldn't could move be them. Could so be, were, absolutely. You know, had some sort of tie, but, you know, again, uh, in one of those cases, too, you know, big time for more wrestling. He regularly preaches it. Uh, personally, he told me when I got going early, he said, if you, you're, you're not, every, every pre-sale is not going to be great. If you're worried about that gate, it's okay to paper them because once you get them in, you can still get them on concessions. You can still get them on merch. And it still gives you a better visual when people are taking, you know, when those viral videos get out there. As we, yeah. as we said, you know, going back to the early in the show, what's running rampant? Uh, Big Ray's all over this thing. He's having a field day with it. Just that early on photo where nobody was in the arena yet, uh, instead of letting it fill out for the hot crowd that they were. Now, on that, though, I mean, you know, we're talking about Sunday night. Let's go to Saturday. Now, it's on halfway around the world, uh, but uh-huh. that production, uh, the, the, the visuals, Hot crowd, packed house for Night of Champions. I mean, their Saudis absolutely love. Your people love pro wrestling. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's the have-nots and the have section too, the royalty and the the untouchables where they separate them. But, uh, you know, Saudi, a budget that we can't even really – fathom in this country anymore as we try and hold on to some false patriotism i hate to say this on memorial day but you know like uh like the 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 we, we're the number one. Oh yeah dude like these people give their fucking kids ferraris and houses and it's all paid for by the oil that you're pumping into your fucking vehicle that they're charging you three times as much for here raking you over the coals to keep you a debt slave but they're also doing it with a face of fucking uh modern uh i don't even say a democracy by any means because it's really a totalitarian tyranny hiding behind 
and fucking commercialized uh, <laughs> uh, circus functions. So all of, it, all of it is a work within a work within a work. So the fact they're like, they're hot. And then uh, maybe it's because they fucking were at gunpoint if they, if they weren't hot for something. But, you know, like, uh, no, we don't, we don't say that around here. Okay. Um, you know, and all the, and just to look at the amount of propaganda that is tied to that, how many hit the hit the uh you know serious music and show ali it uh you know going making the the pilgrimage to mecca show sammy zane show how uh inviting and nice everybody is here and all the when i see that overdone i know the opposite is going on what is this mega push of uh see look how great these people are and how modern our buildings are all that's window dressing to be able to fucking keep doing the dirt that they've been doing for seven, 800 it's years. The old magician's <laughs> trick, you know, look, look at yeah. my left hand. I've really got something going on the side of hand yeah. over here on the other side. The, and the more they push that the more I believe the other is true that they are uh, lacking of moral fiber and uh, the, the right thing. And they're, they're doing it all with spectacle. All that is wrapping paper for to open it up and get a big pile of shit that nobody wants to eat at the end of the day. Uh, but we just keep stacking those presents underneath the tree, don't we? I don't know what, what I kind of find what I find funny about this is you have WWE over there, and, and of course, like you said, they're sugarcoating, they're they're painting the, the nicest imaginable portrait of, of what's happening and how no, it's state it's state sponsored propaganda. Let's call well, it. What it they're is. they're helping affect change over there. That's why they do yeah. that. And then they're going to turn right around tonight on Raw and come back here and be Mister Patriotic and tell us how much you know Memorial Day means to them. You know, whatever over there, just you know. Tapping into they their just bank took the money, and- 19 Saudi hijackers in today's Memorial Day, and we're right back to fucking flag waving, and not a goddamn thing's been solved in 22 years. Just civil liberties eroded, constant 1984 Big Brother spy state, control of all your money into digital currency, and a climate of fear and loathing. But, hey, the Saudis are with it, and USA, like all, dude, the you want to talk about the definition of mind control from George Orwell's 1984? It's to be able to hold two diametrically opposing thoughts in your mind at the exact same time. So we're so have a PTSD from 19 uh, alleged Saudi hijackers and uh, and then going to war in Afghanistan and Iraq and never holding those accountable uh, for it. And then at the same time, within 48 hours, we're gonna do USA all the way. Fucking remember the warriors who fought and died for these liberties but i love wrestling on the two continents there that are countries that should be absolutely uh against each other but the reality is they're in collusion from the beginning before it ever happened fucking 22 years ago to do that shit and pull it off but we can't sit with that because that would erode the leave it to beaver 1952 fucking eisenhower mentality that's supposed to be ingrained with us all it is a fucked (laughs) dichotomy to live in only through pro wrestling even bro like that's the, the the phoniest shit of the phony but it speaks volumes in um hmm how we'll put uh, our own uh, morality, truth, and ability for logic, reasoning, and deduction aside uh, because they've played the media game that way, man. Go read Orwell's 1984 if you haven't. It's going to change your life. <laughs> there we go. You got you got a homework assignment there, Hobby and Army, uh, before the yeah. next time we hit the air. Go hit the uh, – our library still a thing? 
Yeah, right. Well, you can get it online for free. Go, go to the mall. Go to the mall. Go, go to the mall and ask them at, at Barnes and Noble if they've got George Orwell's yes. 1984. Go, go to Barnes and Noble, uh, throw up uh, a two sweet, a scissor me daddy, and get your 1984 yeah. and see what kind of reaction you get there. Yeah. To be honest with you, bro, all this shit is like, obviously, it's mad important for what we do here at HMG because it's a wrestling platform. But Friday was way bigger for me, and I posse'd up in Posseola with my uh, old school homeboy click uh, on Saturday. And then yesterday was just a, a nonstop full day of work, bro, of, uh, you know, managing all the local brands. So days really don't mean anything to me. Whatever's on in the background is just kind of what I've been doing. I went to an unbelievable, um, it was kind of like, you would have liked this for RBV Eats, but uh, Beacon Skiff is a, a, a label that's been around here in upstate New York forever. They started as apple orchards for decades. And oh, it just yeah. became, yeah. And then they have Beacon Skiff um, cider. And then they came out with 1911 hard cider a couple years ago. There was a big pushback against that. But we, uh, got a hold of them because they have the first uh, cannabis processing license one of the first and they're set up for massive success just based on <laughs> the business power and model they had alone to create a whole nother factory tour system and we went and toured their uh thc processing facility wow. and to see like f bags of weed that were like 500 pounds and there's like 25 of them in the fucking room and then to go into another room and it was like breaking bad the mega lab with nitrogen cooled uh you know spinning chambers and then decarbonating machines all this silver and chrome and fucking you know uh, ice crystals and shit and then it goes into another facility to be uh refined and and out comes this honey distillate and five gallon buckets and they had like six it was like a half million dollars in product right there of, of pure distillate which they then turn in another room it's the uh you know laverne and shirley uh anheuser bush beer bottling shit but like a more modern version or whatever that that production line of all their cannabis drinks get hooked us up with the uh, vapes uh, all their gummy line walked into another room and they're they're making all the gummies it smells like willy wonka in their chocolate factory and like all the sugar and uh just to see it all in production was awesome and i'm uh, again this is like not to say wrestling's not where my head acts that's my love and what's made this platform and who i am in a lot of ways but to see a whole nother mount everest to climb and i'm not even close to base camp one yet but it was cool man it was it was definitely awesome uh tour to see that and i can't wait to partner with major businesses like that it's just gonna uh, take my executive game to a whole new level bro Dude, that is why I, when you shared that little goodie bag or, you know, the samples that they did <laughs> back with. Yeah. But, but as you said, yeah. I mean, it just, it, this vision, this this new adventure for you, this entire new mountain that you're going to have to conquer, it, you're still, yeah, still sitting there at base camp, brother. Yeah, like we haven't even gotten our backpacks on yet, man. But uh, big shout out to, to Beacon Skiff, their whole gummy line vape line drink line all that shit uh hooked us up they gave us actually twice this much and i split it with uh, my partner josh who was the owner of 2cw and uh it was these are serious man i usually don't fucks with the drinks that much but uh one of those drinks was about smoking three j's if you guys are smokers and then i was like oh their gummies seem like a lower level than what the ones uh, i've had before no no uh they do some they do their distillate is so pure 
that sometimes when you eat gummies or uh, somebody makes brownies or cookies at home, it takes like an hour to kick in and people are like, I don't feel anything. They'll eat another one. And then all of a sudden they're fucked, you know, all their stuff within 15 minutes based on how they produce their distillate at such a high lab level is on you in 15 minutes. And it, it is it's serious biz briz so uh i'm looking forward to having them and hopefully our store here uh by this fall and, and having that partnership man so just that more uh business boner yeah god damn it and uh and the possibilities will be endless so to see like hey is ali gonna beat gunther <laughs> i could give two fucks you know what i mean that's gonna say you know it that seems to be what everybody's so worried about talking about. All right, so between <laughs> between these two big shows, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll kind of just kind of jump around uh, throughout the events, so we're not here breaking down each and every item. Uh, we'll talk the big happenings and all that going into this weekend. Which show did you expect mm -hmm. to be better, or do you think had more of the hype and excitement uh, in the build? Between the two, uh, between the two majors, of course. Well, it's a false positive with WWE. I'm not saying those people don't enjoy their show and they don't enjoy the circus, but it's a bought show. They're not buying tickets. It's plants. They're ushered in. It's this fucking. This dad knows the uh, you know the 27th Prince's uh, limo driver, so he got fucking ten tickets and you know <laughs> and bring your kids and and all that. So I'm glad they're getting you know, what is universal, which is, I've said this before, pro wrestling, weed, pornography. What was the other one? Weed wrestling, uh, porn and uh, hip hop. <laughs> Those are about the four universal, uh, cross all border products. You know what I mean? Maybe Coca-Cola you could put in there too, but like, that's not the experience that, uh, the others are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but that, that brings people together across all, all borders. There are no borders really was because they're pure things. And when you hear that, it appeals to humans, uh, you know, nature <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to procreate, you want to get fucked up. You want some tribal beats and you want to be a warrior. And like, that, that's just what's in it. That's why those things, uh, are, you know, universal. So, wrestling is a tool to unite people and and you know when i do all my 9-11 spiel or cia spiel that's that's one thing but at the end of the day humans are humans and we want to go to the circus and be entertained and when those people were there those little kids they're having a real experience it's not like you better clap at becky lynch otherwise there goes your fucking dad's hand <laughs> you know you know it's not it's not at that level yet uh, get me, going. get me dad's hand. Daddy's hands were soft and kind when I was crying. Yeah. I, I had seen some people talk about this because obviously they have WWE programming in mm. Saudi Arabia. Uh, but we know when the ladies go over there, you know, they, they have the very strict dress code. So it's not the, the usual, mm. very, you know, revealing uh, ring attire that, that we're accustomed we to. Wanna, we want to do a sexually charged third hour raw. Now get this burqa on. Well, how are they? I, I never thought about this, but I saw some people talk about this on social media. And maybe you know, how are they presented on television? Or do they edit the women out? I mean, or or is it a thing where they can have it shown on television, but they can't show that in public, like live? No, the, no they can't. The women, the American women, wear like uh, it almost looks like uh, 
surfer's bodysuit. No, no. I mean, but when they get our programming, how do they edit out the skimpy oh, outfits? Yeah, that's interesting. Or, or if they they're may, watching they... the old attitude stuff where it seems they love those legends, you know, where we had Braun Penny's message. Are those just edited or, out of the program? Or are they complete players? hypocrites for their own religious, uh, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, so I was thinking, like, it's okay on television. Shocker, a, a, hypoc- a hypocritical religious leader? I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> Don't do this, you're going to hell. Uh, now leave your kids here and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> you know? Um, but when it, I don't know, that's a great question of, are they editing out Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez's back or the crotch shots, you know, because at the end of the day, now you're talking about some type of religious zealotry that I'm sure the Royal family doesn't truly believe in because they're above all that, but they use it as, uh, a, sword and carrot on a stick as well depending on which but, hand you're but they going got the harlems of women you know that yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah absolutely right and, and probably dealing with all kinds of sexual uh human trafficking uh but at the same time rules for thee not for or rules for we not for thee so uh that that's a part of it now maybe they are trying to do that and, and editing stuff out now would that be such a bad thing if they edit out all the shitty girls matches with uh just some tit shots you know maybe uh <laughs> if raw would be down to uh, two hours and 10 minutes i might uh move to go watch it there <laughs> well that's, i was also thinking you know if they are editing it then how do, how does that crowd know who they are so as you go you're going back saying hey you know they, they are don't. just listen to that reaction you know they're kind of pushing it there because it was really surprising to see that they sent they had three women's matches on this card over in Saudi. And it's, you know, before, you know, it was a big deal to sneak. That's a big part of it to show the progressive thing, because that's been a stain. They can't drive and you can't look at anybody else. But then they're like, no, Saudi women spend tons on hair and makeup and then cover themselves. You know what I mean? Like that is a, a part of like the weird culture system over there of those who have money that these women are getting, you know, high level fashions and spending exorbitant amount of, exorbitant amounts of money on their stuff. But then the only people who ever see it is other women when they're behind closed doors together, you know, like they show off and show up, but girls need that time. So I'm not hating on that, but I think the reason they have three women's matches on this card is not because of it, because they want to appear in a look progressive and it does they're, they're, like well, that is tell that story there is taboo oh my god there's going to be women there just a few you know not you know to get the beginning of the deal with them and, yeah. and now and then oh they had a queen of the ring there and now nearly half the card is women it, 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 that's what you're saying though yeah it, dude, it's but... all propagandas look at the progression look how we've come yeah. over the years with our deal with the saudis and all this it reminds me, I mean, this is just from what I came up in, and it's Stanley Kubrick, it's not me, so I'm just quoting this uh, loosely here. But in Full Metal Jacket, when they get to Vietnam, there's uh, the one general, I will take a giant shit on you, you know, the, the one sergeant, that guy. He goes, because behind, or, or maybe it's Arlie Ermey, he goes, inside every gook, there's an American waiting to get out. Like, you know, so... I feel like that that is the mentality of this CIA. Sure. They might in be Lawrence from Arabia, Alibaba and the 40 thieves. It might be, you know, whatever the, the camel jockey bullshit that they want to yell at me when I come out through there, but inside they know that 
All there is is a sexualized American. If we can keep showing women with less and less, we're going to draw them out and they're going to let go of that hijab and burqa. Like that's the CIA psyop warfare of this, of moving things forward. And the Saudi family is in on it. You know what I mean? They want that. They're not worrying about it, but they have a whole country of people who may, who've lived for hundreds of years in a certain way under the, you know, uh, you know, Muslim Muslim order. Now this is the new world order of it, you know? So it's all that's in there where nobody says it, but it all gets done. You know what I mean? It's all for a purpose to, because that's how you change people is, not the parents it's showing the children a woman that's more oh i can see the outlines of her butt and her her boobs she's not wearing a complete ghost outfit right but she still covered it it's still muhammad's not mad now we'll see the silhouette of her until next time it's oh but muhammad didn't he's fine with this doing this and then it becomes (laughs) a bastardized version of pro-sexuality right and you've drum the religion out of it to to the nth degree and that's what they're really trying to do that's what the psyop is bro all right so uh, real quick we'll, we'll group these together real quick here uh we had the three women's rat matches as i mentioned here trish stratus goes over becky lynch uh with some outside help from the name just escapes me now uh the nxt girl zoe uh zoe starts yes is that right yep uh, zoe it, she, right, she helps out uh oscar defeats bianca belair to become the new Raw Women's Champion, uh, and Rhea Ripley successfully defends her SmackDown Women's Championship over Natalia. Uh, our match times here, just real quick, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, 14.50, Oscar Belair, 15 minutes. You got to love this one. Ripley and Natalia, a minute 15. Well, what did you think of, of the women's efforts there? Um. Yeah, man, I'm hoping for more for Natty. Uh, we'll see, dude. Uh there's a lot going on there that uh, probably shouldn't even talk about, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off camera. But, uh, uh, you know, Rhea on, on the tear, just Natty's promo on uh, her own social media, uh, you know, was interesting to, like, uh, put that out there. And then this happens in a minute and a half squash. Uh, then with Asuka going over, I was kind of surprised at that because – um, we pay off heat, right? That's what you know, heels get heat to have it paid off. What did we have from Oscar the last four weeks, even though the overacting was absolutely brutal from EST during all of this, uh, like when she first got missed it and was overacting, screaming. And then in the, in the, uh, trainer's room, it continued on that show. Then the next week she gets missed it and she's like, Oh, Oh, ow. Oh no, not that. Probably because somebody bitched at her and she's like, you don't like my acting? Fuck you. Then I'll underact or we just need to get acting lessons. Then she gets missed it again and it barely touches her and she's just doing shocked. Oh my God. Three weeks in a row. So that's heat, heat, heat. What happens to heat? Well, it begins, I mean, after you've been fade for a you while, gotta, there. you got to no, you got to pay yeah. it off. Well, I was gonna say you pay it off for the baby, yeah, yeah. But you keep and going, after, you keep going when, to the well you, without a payoff. When do you usually, when do you usually pay it off? At a big marquee event like this, yeah, at a pay per view <laughs> payoff. So we had heat, 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 heat. <laughs> like the 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 heel goes over on the baby. Now the baby gets no payback and looks stupid. So. That and and really, you're in Saudi, so you want a babyface pop. It's supposed to be comparable to WrestleMania, right? 
we had the heels go over Rhea, even though she's over as uh, like a cool badass, but as a baby face, but it was really a heel. She goes over quick on nostalgia person. We have heels helping Trish go over. So there's your heel heat in a non-title in your title match. Your baby face should have gone over to pay off the heat leading into it, but she doesn't, she just looks stupid and gets fucking beat. And now Oscar's up. Why? Cause Oscar was probably doing this and this like she fucking was on raw last week. So, Hey, I could be lying about all this cabal shit or making it up or I'm the paranoid one, but I'm not the one putting fucking Baphomet shirts, one-eyed willies and fucking eyes wide shut sunglasses on my TV show, bro. I'm just seeing this shit as a fucking educated conspiracy theorist. Uh, speaking of, you know, some, some odd happenings here. One of the other matches we had, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the, uh, the, I guess the, the regional hero, if you will, Ali, uh, getting defeated by Gunther. Did, did you happen to catch the this um, CGI graphics for Gunther as he came in? They they went straight to dropping the Nazi red banners. With, yeah, uh, his face almost looking like the fist. Right oh really? I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's very nice. Aggressive. That's very 1984 George Orwell, the, the fist flag and, and all that. And it's also uh, Hunter S. Thompson freak power movement, which is interesting to me. But no, that's that the the fist. Uh, and I didn't see I didn't see that. Get fist me, deuce. Uh, is um, I saw Del Ring General uh, and, and that and I was back to work. But uh I think that shit is great, is great, dude, to, to have what's going on in the world with Putin, uh, with people calling, you oh, he's a Nazi. You're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Like you have fucking, uh, you know, on Twitter. generating some uncomfortable heat, right, dude. But he, they're never saying it. You got a German guy, you got Mussolini and the Italian guy, and you got the red army, uh, and Gunther's really German, but he seems like, a Russian type leader more than that. And then you have, uh, you know, Kaiser who looks like Hitler youth all grown up. Like he probably is, I don't want to say, but offshoot from their eugenics program. So is Brock Lesnar probably, uh, you know, of, of what was and of blonde hair, blue eyes. So that crew is world war one, world war two, all insinuated with a little bit of M bison mixed in from street fighter. Uh, dude, <laughs> could you have a better group of heels that are established through visual symbolism and it's all insinuated, but you never have to say it. I think that shit is great. You know, you look at but, World War but, but what do we and need sprinkled in of things that we fear today, the red army, the, the but Russians, what do we yeah. need? What do we need? We've got that now. So what do we need? I don't know. I, don't, I got a few sure ideas. You do. You're going here. Ben Hameen had uh, in two CW. My greatest rival was Super Cop Big oh, Justice. All right, so yeah, you, you need that. So I was thinking, how do we how do we continue to push their? You heat? got heels. You and put it, heat on it, your heel, and you do. I like what? to see some of those, you know, foreign propaganda techniques. You know, where you're you're getting those grainy, where they're giving the speeches about how everyone should fall in line with them. But at this point, then yeah, you need your allied forces. You, you need somebody to come together that's going to rise up to eventually yeah. topple you know, this 
destructive army that they put together. Absolutely, you know, this, threat, this threat to everything that the West values that they're representing in the ring. You, now, where is your great American hero or heroes coming from? Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, you know, you could even start with like a Nick Aldis, bro, and and do uh, some Winston Churchill stuff with him. Like there's there's money right there. Big money and Gunther and Nick Aldis program, I think. So uh, Lacey Evans could come in if you put a, gr- a girl with the group that's like the Baroness or like the uh, chick from uh, Indiana Jones 3, you know, Last Crusade, who's the the blonde that flips back and forth, that like that kind of honeypot chick. Absolutely. And Lacey Evans could come in and hopefully finally get over. But we have to commit to these types of things uh, to, to really, you know, m- fit the it's all been done before what films like indiana jones <laughs> in the last crusade well, like, said, I mean, like kind you of know. you're building a gi joe versus cobra sort yeah, of vibe absolutely, absolutely you are and it's unfortunate that we had gi joes and we fucking fired them <laughs> about two years ago you know what i mean uh when we had had those guys so it's interesting, man, of, of what we do. But if you wanted to, I could see uh, Boogs as a GI Joe, even though in ring he's got a long way to go. But we need to build we, you got, heat on your heel. Fun, he's got that fun energy, you know, that yeah. people are going to re- that, that represents it, a part of that American spirit. That it's, you know, yeah, he feels like Leatherneck to me. You know what I mean? And that's where you can also bring in Sergeant Slaughter to hype him up, to do this, teach him the Cobra Clutch or, or whatever it is. Like there's a, you bring in Hacksaw is Slaughter's Marauders and all that shit. Go back and revisit all that GI Joe shit. Uh, when when they put oh, those man. guys together, I, I get my chills from my favorite moments, man. The GI Joe movie, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. When, when Slaughter's drops that big drops that big elbow on the Nemesis Enforcer. Enforcer, <laughs> yeah, dude. Nemesis Enforcer was bad as fuck too. Um, but that's that's what we need to build to because we've got the heels established. Put heat on your heel, make your baby off your heel. So now we've got this heat. Who who can we put together that really needs a push to get over and step up? Well, you, you know, you kind of laid some groundwork. I, lo- I love that you, you put all this, you, you kind of bring in that European flavor part. We're talking about the Allied forces there. Sure. You laid some groundwork at last year's Rumble with Cody and, and Gunther. When yeah. They were out there beating the shit out of each other. Cody's uh, in the Transformers, though, not G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him on board. We'll have to get him uh, on one of the toy shows and get we'll him show, up, We'll up tattoo the other. He's got another side of his neck. We can get a fucking... It's, it's a red, white, and blue transformer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'll have Zelda on the back of his neck, G.I. Joe, and fucking uh, Transformer. Well, well, speaking of Cody, one of the big matches there at Night of Champions, uh, they, they, I thought they did a good job of, of going in and planting the seeds for the out with him with the arm injury. Uh, so he goes down. Uh, Lesnar goes over here. So now we got to bleep for the for the rubber match. What do you think of the match itself? And where do we go for the rubber match? Do we rush that? Do we save that for SummerSlam? Um, I mean, is there anything even like just because Cody beat him before or what have you, and then he comes back to get his arm destroyed and selling it real well i don't really like a pass out on a kimura lock though like i get passing out from the pain or what they wanted to do but then he goes over clean on him with the finish so um just a a a savage beating but uh, i thought brock took care of him but it it looked badass you know and cody sold well uh i think he could have even sold the arm even more like the flopping around like a fish like it's really devastated 
Uh, and, and then they try and like, I'm calling it. No, you're not calling it and grab onto the ref and like make him do it. Turn around. Brock gets your arm again and you're devastated. Right. Like just like putting your arm in a, in a bear trap over and over again after it just gets out oh, and it closes again. Oh shit. Um, but yeah, they're, these guys are awesome. Um, do you do the rubber match at SummerSlam? It's got to be some type of gimmick match, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of gimmick would you? Uh, mm. And I, I quit. Uh, it's tough. Maybe I mean, one. How much you need? Yeah, that, that's tough to book yourself into a corner. If, if I'm going, if I'm going OV, yeah. If I'm going OVW, like this is just the old school Southern fried bullshit in me, and it makes sense. And I think Cornette and Rip would probably agree with it. What was the heat on on Cody? What did he What did he do to him? Was the heat on Cody? Yeah, like what What did Brock work? I just said it. Oh, his arm there, yeah. His arm. The whole thing is yeah. the arm, the arm, the arm, the arm, the arm. So we have one arm tied behind your back match. Ooh. All right. As uh, the like equalizer, it. you know. I'm surprised you went there. Uh, that's yeah. you know, that screams a lot of Southern wrestling there. Bro. It does, but uh, that's what I'm. Uh, that's how I cut my teeth, bro. So if you, if heat is on the arm, the story is the arm. What match revolves around the arm? Can Brock do an F5? Can Brock take you to Suplex City? No, but Cody can fucking get you with one and hook you for the fucking crossroad. You know what I mean? So. Um, that hasn't been done in a long time. Hey, arm handcuffed behind your back or however you want to do it, tie it, whatever it is. Maybe. Um, anything else arm-wise with a match? I'm not sure. First got to break the other guy's arm wins. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. Let's see what happens there. Uh, also, we had kicking off the evening. I guess they were crowning, which maybe everyone's already given up on, uh, but they're crowning their new world's champion. Did you catch AJ Styles when he was trying to hype this thing this past week? He was doing a Twitch interview and yeah. he's talking, he's pretty much just talking, so he just pretty much comes out and says he's talking in circles, but basically is this title is what it is. We all realize it's a, a runners up. Uh, they just had to create this so that there was something on Raw. You got one of the guys competing for this thing, just yeah, dismissing man. it immediately. You know, I mean, the most athletic match on, on the card, two great workers here, but man, they're, they're, this thing is dead in the water already. Pretty much. And I don't know why AJ would do that aside from a political reason where he found out a, that it doesn't mean shit and it's just getting sprung on him, and it's getting changed or he's asked real questions. They're like, ah, we'll figure it out next week. You know, like that. that I, I kind of took it. I, went, I, I watched through it twice and I took it as he just wasn't prepared for the question, which really surprised me. Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem like AJ. It doesn't seem like an AJ thing to do to bury shit openly like that before. Right. Like he really protects the business and wants to sell it. So maybe he just got a little tongue tied. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, very predictable that Seth was going to go over because this goes back to Seth being the beast slayer, the king slayer, like whatever Triple H wanted to do back in the day to try and make Seth the next guy. And then Seth wasn't the next guy because he never committed to the bit for five years until we finally got to Jack and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker character. And now we commit. He could have been over as the Messiah. Absolutely could have been over as the Messiah and didn't give a fuck about it. So instead, now we're doing... Um, he did a uh, an inverted suplex into a Falcon's arrow kick out. Oh, didn't see that falsy coming. 
So we're still doing the same ROH fucking very big move bullshit. Um, that's predictable, but this time he did it inverted. Don't you know? I'm the suplex. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, man. The, the guy's finally got it to where he doesn't have to work his ass off and can command the crowd. But to me, it's more of let's revisit what Triple H wanted years ago, and we're just going to put that over and make Seth the guy because there was at one point some heat between probably Roman and game and how many dates he wanted to work. And there's no such thing as leukemia. No, dude, I'm going to take care of my health and work sparingly. Uh, well, fuck you. You're lazy. You know, like that. I can see why that's why this belt was made off of some top guy bullshit backstage and only top guys are going to be in the fucking picture for it. But everybody's going to job out to whoever Triple H wants Seth to beat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so we'll move on quickly to the, the big payoff here. The, the big storyline advancing on the, the shot heard around the world. Uh, Jimmy Uso turns on Roman Reigns. Yeah. So the big twist here in, in the bloodline story. And it really seemed, you know, since WrestleMania, people still so sour that we didn't get, you know, a big plot twist there with Cody going over. And it seemed like the programming really soured since then. Now, the pre, you know, the other premium live event down there in Puerto Rico, fantastic event itself, but the weekly programming has just been god-awful. Yeah, it's uh, it's Heyman with the bloodline in the green room spinning their wheels doing the same thing. For Rafa, for Seika, for <laughs> like, for, okay, dude, like, it's the same shit week 12 now because they jumped the shark on it, but you asked me which is better. This is why WWE will smoke AEW 10 out of 10 times. It's for moments like this, this the long-term storytelling where it's a show-don't-tell moment. AEW is a junior booker or baby booker. Tony does not know how to pull these moments off. He thinks having a run-in or somebody come from under the, uh, you know, God, the, he the ring. Yeah, or come from under the ring. Like, those are all right, but it's why and when they do it that means something important in the storyline and the kick. Well, in AEW, the why and win is because there's a match. Well, yeah. Hey, we can get Sabu. Let's put him in this storyline out of nowhere. Like, uh, okay. Um, you know, like that, that type of stuff is, uh, kind of cringy where this, these moments, uh, tell a bigger epic Shakespearean story. And now the brothers are on their own. One did something, for the other one that he wouldn't do. And now they had a ride or die together. So, um, and they're twins. So it was blood thicker than water, but is blood within the blood thicker than the bloodline. It's an interesting hierarchy to, to play around with. I thought they did a good job with it. Um, and the, it was a, a great way to close the show with big story playing out as opposed to, or continuing as, as opposed to, uh, just we have a finish and celebrate a thousand days. This uh, they have the belts, but a blood feud, no matter what, will always mean more than any title. They're mixed in this way, and it cost them. So they've used both trajectories in a wise way uh, to really heighten and explore. So I thought this business was really good, but like you said, the six to eight weeks in between of waiting to get there and not really having any good exposition. Mm, we could have done a lot more again, 30, 40% value in the long term uh, of what they should be doing. Well, you know, we were talking about payoffs there with, 
and potentially where they go for the next big match with Cody and Brock. As we look forward to SummerSlam, you know, we're talking six, seven, eight weeks. Now, are we going back into a lull for weekly programming before we get to that next big step in this bloodline storyline? Or how do you see them having to turn this up? I mean, it, it, well, right now they they got to be on the run a little bit. You know what I mean? Of they're they got to be hunted and and Roman and Solo got to go at them uh, hard as shit. And of like they they split up the bloodline. You know, Roman actually did during the match. There ain't there is no uh, one day ones or whatever the fuck. It's just me now and get in line. So, um, will Roman stay strong? I heard they want to keep him champ through twenty twenty four. So I don't see any of those belts coming off anytime soon. Um, so what type of mission is it going forward? Somebody's going to have to answer. I wish we would get a, I've pitched this plenty of times already, allegedly, uh, a tribal council, you know, w- with the characters that keep referencing Afa, Sika, Rock's mom, Rikishi, Naya, uh, Tamina, and, and maybe other tribal elders that we don't even know about that are inside their family, you know, make it, make it real as shit uh, where Roman is standing there inside the council semicircle with tiki torches and uh, whatever tribal drum or whatever ceremonial shit they need to do. You know what I mean? Uh, cut over to Afa and Sika eating raw chicken. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and really make them answer for it. And they say, you know what you have to do, or they, give the hit order of what needs to be done in order to take out the Usos, or we have a tribal court in front of all of them. You know what I mean? Where they have to stand there and hate each other and, and answer for what they've done. It looks like we got uh, July 1st money in the bank and then SummerSlam August 5th. So this will be the big ones coming up here. So quite a few weeks of program to keep people interested. And in Yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to have going to have solo, on. solo and Roman versus uh, Jimmy and Jay. So, how do we do that and make that really, really exciting? I'm sure there'll be a cage match, uh, and then we need something else. All right, Ben, uh, it said to you, think it's, did it deliver overall for you? It's been, did it deliver? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that moment alone was worth the payoff, right? There was a big exposition in the story, uh, a big chapter split. And Sammy gets over of being the truth teller or what have you and, and telling Roman exactly what was going to happen. And we just wanted to wait and see that play out. Um, there's other things I was like, huh? Like I said, putting the belt on uh, Asuka, I was, that just didn't make sense to me based on the heat build. Um, you know, like even if what I would have done is had EST go over to pay off that heat and have Asuka get her heat right back, which means cutting off that braid. You know, that would have been oh, something. Yeah. So let, let EST do that, and then we can keep it going. Now EST's got to come back to beat Asuka and to get her title back or else go back down the line. It just it isn't um, isn't best business because uh, Asuka could have easily taken that loss to pay it off the missed heat and then come back right away with something more devastating. We've been waiting a long time to do – you know that and we could then have had hair versus hair match oscar's already got short hair to have oscar lose that after cutting her hair and shaving her head would have been uh, not a bad reinvention and it wouldn't take long for her hair to grow back because she has short hair already so we're just missing on the long-term trajectories but we'll see there's a thousand choices uh they they might come up with something brilliant but that would be 
rare. <laughs> well, we switched gears. It, uh, it was uh, Night of Champions Saturday. Uh, then it was all about the build up. We were waiting uh, the next day, yesterday, last night, double or nothing from Las Vegas, AEW bringing their finest to the table. I got to admit, going into this one, I, I thought this was probably one of the you know, arguably the weakest on paper going into an event that AEW has done. And, and a lot of that was, and you could, I thought maybe you could tell they didn't feel as confident. They, as you said, though, they usually, they like to gimmick things out. You get so many people involved here, but this one seemed like, man, they were just throwing gimmicks at the wall, just trying to get anything stick to drum up some interest in this. You know, of course, like, you know, Wardler decided to know introducing a ladder, you know, a champ making it down for the ladder match, the unsanctioned match, which didn't. Well, the ladder matches with Christian because Christian's a master of the ladder match, right? So that's. you have Wardlow that throws it out as the the introduction. It just. Yeah, no, it was wrong. Like I said, this is where we have baby booking. You have baby faces making the match off of there without the the heat spot of they, they get over on them and beat the shit out of them with a, and slam them on a ladder. And then in the back, we get Lord, 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 Wardlow with Arn uh, and and Wardlow's the one who wants the ladder match and makes it. It should be the other way around. You kill him, put it on there. I got it signed. And you just signed up for a ladder. Well, should, match. Have, they, should have been Christian, the ultimate manipulator. Somehow, you know, conning them into this absolutely thing. I mean, any of that. Is he, yeah, is to draw him into his world to have the advantage. Instead, the baby face makes the match. You're like, okay. So these are, like I said, I guess if you're three time Booker of the Year, you would already know this. Uh, but uh, that they they keep doing things that just make true wrestling uh, insiders or bookers or anybody who has even a little knowledge of how things should go in order to develop the character. They just go, yeah, it must be nice to be rich. <laughs> but, it, you yeah. know, even further than the ladder match, and then you have the, uh, the battle Royal, the blackjack battle Royal. Now each and every week you've been running orange Cassidy out there and having these 15, 20 minute matches. But in one night you had him beat all 20 of the people that potentially could be challenging him. I don't know what I mean. It's insane to me that they're you're having this guy go work this amount of time because he can get over in thirty to ninety seconds, you know. And uh, it's just uh, well, now seeing this in a battle row that he just beat, you know, the twenty people that we would assume would be lining up for his championship. Where now? Where is the entry? Where's any interest to tune in and watch him go one on one? He beat everybody, right? <laughs> if there he beat was them all in one night, he knocked yeah. out any competitor in one night. Yeah, this was the time to take it off him. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I would have done what, even though it wasn't a battle royal. I like this when Paul Heyman did it. It was Taz, Mike Awesome, and Masato Tanaka in a three way dance, and uh, and it's. You got to pin two guys, right? So it was uh, elimination, and it shocked elimination. Because Taz was the first elimination. Taz was the first one out, absolutely, and I love that match. And that should have happened tonight. And that, and as Orange Cassidy is one of the first guys that's out of there, and Taz goes on commentary, brother, I know that feeling. I, 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 the same thing happened to me. It wasn't, you know, and, and tell it that you know we're gonna have a new champion here tonight. Orange should have been the first one of the first ones out, and the guys should have made sure that 20 guys colluding against you should have been the story, right? 
and already he's out and the best friends have to console him or whatever the fuck it is and they get to play their stuff out but we know by the end of that match it's going to be more exciting because we're going to have it otherwise once you're like and there goes number 17 and orange cassidy's still in there you're like oh i wonder who they're going to put over and it'll come down to the last two and then you have a good chance that orange is going to win it but really the heel should slip over on him and beat him instead that doesn't happen either he fucking we should we should have built somebody all the way to the end that would have continued our storyline and and slid over on him but instead it's babies up and he's just a superman world beater yeah it's quite confusing there's no heat there's zero heat and that's what we need to sell tickets uh there there was a statement i guess post i don't know if it was at the scrum or he just afterwards uh, so I had to get to bed to make sure I was up for for the show this morning. Uh, but I guess that Orange did say that he has his eye now on MJF. So you think that is, is there any interest in, in putting Zero. him in? I was, I was going to agree with you. I was just going to see if you could come up with a, no, a picture because, twist. Because so, in, in Tony's mind, he's going, I've built a baby face that, that is a top guy. No, you haven't. It's a comedy guy that you've turned into a wrestler and is not believable. When he should be doing comedy, to slip over on people in 90 seconds. And then that's the, oh, whoa, did it get over factor here doing all these fucking 20-minute matches where he shows that he's a technical wrestler who does it with his hands in his pockets is not going to fucking get make him a baby to be like, and now I think he can beat MJF, who's a heel. See, we've got a top baby and a top heel. That's how he's justifying it in his mind. Nope. You, uh, you, you have to put heat on your heel on that baby in that situation in order to get him over. You don't get him over outside of that, a comedy heel, in order to do it. And if he does, then... He should get beat handily by the fucking champ, to be honest with you. Uh, let's rewind here just a little bit then. We had mentioned the crowd on the pre-show, uh, but, you know, there, there was a lot. There's bigger stories there as Jeff Hardy pretty much kills himself. Just blowing up his knee there. Uh, and I know you, you had shared the, the footage with us in, it, yeah. in our chat and all that. I didn't uh, see not, that not good. Not good for, for Hardy there. You know, I mean, he's at an age where obviously he's taking more insane bumps than anybody else, but he's still pretty handy. But to see a botch like that, you instantly have to go in your mind. Is this guy fucked up in the ring? Did you happen to see on there on the new game fight forever that the, the, they said there is use of drug and alcohol? Yeah. The <laughs> so, warnings so these people were joking that it's going to be the hardy career mode. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> career story. I, I, I just don't know. It, it, like to see that like type of botch. I didn't watch the rest of the match to really look and see if he was stumbling around or not. I have to rely on you guys uh, in the chat or uh, HMG discussion group in order to to decipher that. But um, hmm, it's not, is it too far off the TNA Sting segment? You know, I don't know. Uh, but, I'd say uh, so, so Nick's early reactions here in the chat. I, I thought he looked all right. I said at, I had the pre-show on for for some background noises. I was doing some meal prep for the week and all that. But I was looking over. I mean, when he was in there, he seemed fine. It just looks okay. like he just blew the yeah, I don't bitch know. out. I just and, saw and thought maybe yeah, he had yeah. enough in it to get up there to you know hit the moonsault or whatever he was going for there, and it just blew the hell out on him. It very well could be, you know, our, his body's taken decades of punishment and anything can happen at any time. I, but with the rest of his history, you, there's always going to be that asterisk next to it. Like, let's check that as well. You know what I mean? 
Uh, back to the main card here. We'll hit some of the, these highlights here. But I, yeah, again, it, it mentioned it, Ben. We, we got gimmicks everywhere. We've got run-ins. It, it's almost to the point you're in AEW uh, to just have a, a one-on-one or traditional tag match like that is absolutely absurd. It's like in their logic, it's out the window. It's not going to happen. Uh, one of the gimmicks, so we've got run-ins here, a gimmick that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, the unsanctioned match. Adam Cole goes over on Chris Jericho by referee stop. Yeah, yeah, and they have to have the announce team really sell it, and they're like, some people aren't going to be happy about this, but the refs got to protect. They're like, see, this is a shoot. It's a blood feud, just like it would be in but, UFC. You know, initially, okay, unsanctioned, right? Really, the only referee should just be there to declare someone dead. Yeah, if it's unsanctioned, <laughs> like, like why exactly? Like, there should be no rules of like, if anything, they just call it off in the route, and you like, fuck you, this is unsanctioned, you don't have that right, and they go back at it again. Instead, they're both laid out in a very anticlimactic finish, and they're trying to sell it on commentary, but the crowd can't hear commentary, so it's just like, uh, um didn't work and then Sabu to do the run in uh chair swing ECW spot and then throws the chair at Jericho and hits him in the shoulder and dead sells it. There's just a lot of like, you know, even in that battle Royal, like uh, that juice Robinson was in the fucking corner being on somebody, dude, he's supposed to be kicking them cameras right on him. He's just like missing them by an inch or barely tapping them. Like the strikes look so amateur and shitty, bro. Like a lot of, bad stuff of uh just fundamental and making wrestling look phony and the i thought these guys just came from japan not that i want guys to beat the shit out of me but in japan if it's a half shoot why are your strikes look like dog shit like i don't get that bro at all um and then this finish like you said with cole and him is head scratching especially when there's been a ton of heat where he had your woman beat down and da 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 uh usually it shouldn't it shouldn't be uh a referee deciding that shit. You know what I mean? Well, again, you have Britt getting involved, Soraya getting involved. Now we learn that we're going to get Jericho and Soraya versus versus Britt and Cole, or the challenge has been laid out there, which segment I didn't think that we really needed here. I'm no, it was, no it was way overdone. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, that to me, I thought that was Jericho year. having to get his last word in. It, it seemed like that. So just a, a little bit of selfishness there, but inside of itself – did you was it, did you enjoy the build to this thing? No, I, mean, I, I thought it was I thought it was overacted. I think it's more of these like middle school, and then we'll do this, and then you say that, and then he'll do this, and she'll hit her with the stick. Like they they, it seems like a middle school play to me. It's not real TV being written. It's not angles to make people with top heel heat. It's more like. Um, how do we get our girlfriend into the mix and, and do a damsel in distress type thing. And nobody there except Jericho is really prepared to deal with that level of acting. Uh, As we look through here, uh, another match we we have got, I think there might've been as many people involved in this match as, as the battle Royal. Here's Uh, one thing I'm tired of hearing too. He got into this business. Cole loved Chris Jericho. He inspired him to be in this business. Uh, What was the the fucking women's one uh, on WWE? Um, Oh, uh, that uh, Becky Lynch was inspired by Lita, not uh, Trish Stratus to get in this. Like, 
your top people, you know, people who are supposed to be at the top and larger than life superstars are being lowered to fanboys and fangirls who got into wrestling because they loved watching it. Andre the Giant got into wrestling because he loved Haystacks Calhoun. What the fuck? No, you don't hear that. And every time they do that type of shit, they think it's making them more relatable relatable to the audience well yeah it is it makes them look like they should be out in the audience and have bought a ticket they're not larger than life superstars as soon as you do that shit that's the disconnect and and now the the feeling today is to make that connection that you have to be relatable with those fans that's what's ultimately has been one of the greatest downfalls of this business we need to be but we need to be above them so they can live vicariously through the personas that we are creating you go back to, you know, those eras, the golden eras of the 80s, 90s, even before that, then what? why did you get into this business? Either one, well, I like whoop, whoop and ass, but more, I wanted to make money. Yeah. You know, yep. I, I'm here for those reasons. Not because, oh, my God, you know, I, I was just gushing over and I, 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 my autographs that I got or I used to have their toys or play on the video game. Uh, we will get to the, the match here. That's what I was going to say. Moving into the tag match, FTR, they uh, successfully defend their tag team titles over Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So many people involved here. I think maybe the biggest story: Karen Jarrett babyface turn, smashing that, gu- smashing that <laughs> guitar over <laughs> Audrey's head. Oh, she was so excited, bro. She's still just uh, looking at herself in the mirror this morning. Look at this. I got a little piece. I got gigged. Like, uh, just that mark out for yourself. She gets hit with a guitar in the head and goes, (laughs) and fucking puts both of her arms out and dives. Just, like, exactly perfect of how to go into business for yourself. Look phony and live your spotlight dreams just make her a wrestler like if she really wants it and you want to get heat on somebody and 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 make a heel uh for these tape trader masturbator fans you should have jade killing her or serena killing her uh in the ring you know what i mean and she'll love it she'll just cream over that shit because that's all she wants is the spotlight she does not want to be a referee she does nothing in her job as a referee to stay small and help the match like you heard in her promo she every every aew botches clip is the exact opposite of that of her selling and i'm fucking, here to enhance the story in the character Two, like as much movement as possible when you're really supposed to be a ninja in there. Um, I, uh, everything uh, fallible Ex- to get to this point of like, I get to be the spotlight and take the guitar shot. Well, I guess I should. <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> that. That's the that's the problem. And uh, Donnie got it, and uh, it was a great life moment for her. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let me. Do you agree with the use here of of Mark Briscoe? Or should, should he be elevated more here? Should we, should we be striking while the iron's hot? You know, with the, the 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 still the raw emotion, the feeling, the connection, the loss of the brother. Should he be moved like trying to make a move up this card more of a major player than just a bit role here as a guest referee? Who? Uh, Mark Briscoe. Briscoe. Yeah. No, I thought this was great because Mark Briscoe. Uh, is loved by all and the stuff they did on the farm with them was good with uh, team TNA. And then he's also friends with um, FTR because 
we're working man indie guys, right? And they we we wanted that feud. So he's in the middle, and I like that he just put white tape over his camo shirt to to turn it into a ref shirt. It looked good, and uh, they could have done more with him. I think working the gimmick uh, to have it all break down kind of buries the referee when he should have chose sides. And like something happens where Jared gets in his face and he chooses sides and hits hits the shit and has FTR go over with a quick count. You know what I mean? Well, I was just thinking more in general. But, but none, of, none of it matters. Spot. I mean, I think he should be like running for, you know, making a run towards the title right now or moving up the card. Mm, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I'm not here to, to down Mark Briscoe. I like chicken a lot, but it's just uh, let's talk honestly, you know, and this is just wrestling. It's nothing personal. He gets the push because his brother dies tragically. We're going to surround our good brother and make him feel that way. And, and we're going to use that empathy to get you to the next level. And we're also going to take care of you. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, he's been a C player, uh, um, a backup. Not, I mean, not C, but the B player in that group as the yes. And guy, not a bad place to be in, in comedically, uh, a, a fun thing to do, but now he's got to be in the spotlight to move him up as a major player is too much too fast. You need to really build and have empathy. I think where he is right here was a, was a good spot. I just would have chosen a different finish, but none of that matters. The finish doesn't matter. Cause what's anybody talking about out of this match? The chair shot, the, 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 not well, chair shot, the guitar shot. And, and who delivered it? Karen Angle. On who? On Don Stevens. Is, is that ever going to get paid off? No. Are we going to have a Karen Jarrett versus Don Stevens match? No. So what business did we really do here? Self-serving, get your shit in business. Self, uh, self-pop, self right? Yep. Just- the FTR didn't get over. Team Jarrett didn't get over. Mark Briscoe didn't get over. So, all right. So, two two women who are side pieces and really had no you've, heat. You've in got it. somebody is we were just talking about. I mean, obviously Briscoe. There's the shit out of tag team wrestling. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, two of the best minds in business. You, you got Hartwood and Wheeler, who are revered for you know what they can put together. Their history of this. Why the hell do they okay that spot? Uh, because Jarrett probably thinks it's funny that uh, Don Stevens goes into business for herself constantly and knows that people want nothing more than to see that paid off a little bit. So he worked that spot in there for his wife so she could get over and it'll be meme culture the next day. Jarrett is a very smart man. And all he has to do is go to Don Stevens and go, you know, I was thinking about for the guitar shot tonight that you take it and we'll have Karen. To, you think I should? <laughs> yeah, I think like he knows he's a master worker. He knows how to pluck these heartstrings, bro, to to do it to get his wife over to to have the internet pop because nobody can stand watching Aubrey Edwards work, uh, you know, or, or ruin match over and over again. And uh, it's an inside rib from old school boys, whatever they will quantify it as to put it over on Busted Open or any other podcast is is bullshit. Like workers know exactly what that was. Very nice. Uh, another little side gimmick in, involved in a match that gets more over than the actual wrestling itself is Caster calling Buddy Murphy a cuck. Yeah, and dropping Dominic's name, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, getting cut Good. by a kid named Dominic. Yeah, yeah, and it's not in there standing there, and he's also like, uh, 
how come they get to wear blackface there they cut to them and they're all wearing this fucking goth shit that they're supposed to look like you get the the, the rupaul drag race the blackface and the, and yeah, the yeah. cuck references all in in the intro yeah so all your satanic shit doesn't mean anything because they just let all the air out of your game by fucking doing hip quality hip-hop work there diss raps but against people who are fake satanists who go to hobby lobby like who, guys whose wives are more over than them and they got to show up at the hall of fame to try and kiss ass by going no we're just here as uh good house husbands we don't really want a job uh, you don't have any jobs by the way do you oh no okay i'll go back over there and job to orange cassidy uh the next night you know what i mean uh, so they don't have fear of tony's reprisal they all want to go back over there but they still want to hold some integrity of Aleister Crowley, dark magic, doest thou wilt, sex, blood, sugar, magic, Satanists. And all it took was two uh, guys who are in the LGBTQ range uh, doing hip hop to expose them as fucking goofball over tattooed liars. I, I love the fucking rich uh, satire of it all, bro. Even to a lesser extent here, inside of their entrance, you know, they make a big deal about this, the House of Black rules, and the challengers get the pick a rule. Well, they got thrown out the window because right away they're like, we don't need that shit. So now the next people that try to pick an advantage look weaker, right, in, in a yeah. sense. And it's stupid because of the fact of this should have been the opposite. You don't just stand there with your uh, heels that are supposed to be mythic and dangerous and deadly and dark and let fucking – MCs in pink throw darts at them. If anything, the heels need heat to kick this off. So you send the acclaimed out there to do whatever it is, and he can even get the Buddy Murphy line in, and then heels come out, Buddy Some Murphy gloms him from behind and starts fucking him up. Them sitting there letting him throw darts at him, and they have to take it and like corpse and like, oh shit, he got me because I'm sure they didn't clear it with him beforehand. And they're supposed to look all pissed off and mean, and they just get a blackface reference in on him where he's like, oh, shit, I am out here in blackface. So I'm about to get canceled. But you can't sell it. You're setting your heels up to look like dumbasses instead of having heat with the babies going over. So... <laughs> uh now heels are buried before the match even begins. Babies get over on him in the match as well. So, again, I'm no booker of the year, but um, I know a little something. <laughs> Uh, as we move on here, let's all right. We would talked about the three women's matches at Night of Champions. Technically, here uh, we had two scheduled, but we end up with three. Uh, interesting to note here of the you know the women's matches combined, they didn't go over 15 minutes on this show. That's uh, good. We, we have two title changes involved, we have a successful defense and two title changes. Uh, let's let's start with the the Tony Storm. Uh, she defeats Jamie Hayter to become the new AEW women's champion. Of course, we have got uh, Soho and Soraya, a lot of interference. Britt trying to come help. Uh, then we have, uh, I'm trying to think of her damn name. One of the Japanese girls comes out. Again, run-in after run-in. Everything going on here. Uh, Hayter yeah, well, gets, I think spray, that's gets a spray paint in the eyes, and we have a new yeah. champion. Well, I think this is Jamie Hayter's got a pretty serious injury. So the run-ins are going to help protect that to keep shift and focus. So that was smart. And to take it off her on Tony Storm. But, who's but, been, but you know, if, if we know, hey, we got to have run-ins here, 
then we don't need them in every other match. <laughs> you got that, but that's what we do because we don't understand that. We don't understand that you only get to play that trick once, maybe twice on a show. Instead, it's everything because I used to book in an E-Fed at my middle school. Didn't you know that? And that's what this is all about. Uh, and it shows. Uh, but uh, to t- put it on Tony Storm was a smart move. Uh, she's been working her ass off, and she's got sex appeal, and she's – uh, you know, trained well enough. Uh, she's one of the better girls on their roster. So baby gal can just back her up and, uh, you know, Ruby Soho can take a bump or two or deliver some crazy shit. Uh, but, uh, that women's division over there is in complete turmoil. You've got Jade who is green as grass and they're trying to have Taya Valkyrie, you know, disguise that it's not easy to do. Um, and then, you know, you, you know it's you know it's an uphill battle when Valkyrie can't really get a good match out of you. Yeah, and you got Serena on the shelf. You got fucking um, Hater on the shelf. You got uh, a little girl there, the Russian uh, fucking lifter, whatever the fuck she was. She was badass too. Um, I've seen her in a long time. No, you uh, you got Alien Girl on the shelf as well. Well, uh, we get her back. We get her back though. Yeah, but for how long? She's had double leg blowouts, bro. Like you can't as a booker. I'm. I like. I like her. What's her name? Fucking uh, Statlander. Fuck. Statlander. Uh, I think there's money on her. But if you've had double leg blowouts and I'm the booker, which you're now, terrified. You're like, okay, yeah, you're you like, have, like plan B. I, I got to see. Yeah, I got to have her in small programs to see if we can go six months without any issue before I can ever invest of like, all right, here's how we're going to get Statland over the next four months. Cause by week three, Oh, my tendon snapped again. Oh, okay. And we're back to the drawing board. Why would I waste uh, 20 hours of work? And it's not on her that she can't do it. It's the fact that I need to see you know, and, and I would write that to, to try and get her over small get over programs uh, where she's a, a, a B or C player where she doesn't have to do a lot of things in the ring in order to do that. But I can't just go, she's back. I'm throwing her in the mix because you're going to put her right back on the shelf that quick, bro. So well, there's there, right back in and, the mix. And then, uh, and then also Thunder Rosa with, it's this injury. No, it's that injury. Oh, when I was home, I was depressed and wanted to kill myself. Like these are not things you say to the sheets to keep your persona larger than life. And to me, when performers or girls who don't understand what that's really doing to them, not just in the public view, but in the locker room, any girl who's a worker worth their salt is going, <laughs> I'll carve this up and eat right here. If I'm Britt Baker and I feel good and I'm Tony Storm, I know I don't have shit to worry about about my spot because the other girl with the belt is green as shit. The Japanese girls aren't believable at all. The fucking all the girls who can wrestle are all on the shelf injured because they worked a bunch of green girls and the fucking girls I'm surrounded with baby girl can't take any bumps because her next fuck and Ruby riots on my fucking squad. So who else is there? Willow Nightingale to take shit off of me. My my spot's pretty safe right now in the girl power movement (laughs) of the cattiness of the locker room bro. Like every one of them is, is out there fucking carving each other up right now. Hey, uh, and you, you forgot to mention one, the all-important, the, the locker room leader that carries the division. Tay Mello going to be gone, having a baby. Yeah, Ty Mello, yeah, right, gone too. So, 
right now for girls, dude, there's going to be a lot of spots and opportunity if they were out there. If I was, uh, like we just saw Lady Frost, a, a notorious Mimi, anybody else who's about to be let go from NXT possibly could show up there just based on injury reserve list and being able to even half-ass work a little bit. To be honest with you, kiss me, Kayla. Kayla Spark should be should be bucking for that spot right now, dude. Uh, to to get in there, and even in WWE, there's plenty of injured. So we'll see, man, of, of what they're gonna do. But the the cattiness of the women's locker room and uh, work rate that is way overdone and is injuring women. Uh, these things have set up a tough uh, booking landscape. You know what I mean? Uh, but let's, uh, let's look at here. We had two big. Big shout Double. out to the chat. My man, uh, Charles the Hammer Evans is in the house, man. Uh, always uh, love hearing from uh, big brother Charles Alfred. Uh, glad to see you this morning, buddy. Hopefully bad, oh, bad son of a bitch right there. Dude, dude <laughs> not, not, son of a bitch. Not to be fucked with. Uh, <clears throat> well, I was going to say, uh, this first main event, I'd I like to see uh, the big man there against all four of these guys, see how they would handle themselves against them. But uh, the first of our double main event, MJF successfully defends the AEW championship against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. A few things in, in this match. It's kind of what I expected. You know, they're, they're going to get their stuff in there. It was it was athletic. Uh, but Ben, what did you think about throughout this match? They're continually telling the story of these talents, you know, going to the well, using the, the strategies and signature finisher moves of their mentors. Uh, there yeah, was that's... one. There was one exchange where you have like Sammy hits the the code breaker. Uh, you have Jungle Boy hits the the kill switch. Uh, MJF hits uh, you know Cody's move. They're all going through them here. This Darby, is where hit, they... Darby hits this... the Scorpion Deathlock. Yeah, and they put it over on commentary. I don't have a problem with it. It's was a it, cute, I, I, I it's a maybe, cute, smart mark booking thing to do. I, I didn't you know, know what it I was mean? a cute thing or almost like a rib, like because they always say these young no. kids in AEW don't listen to anybody. Right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's a cute thing to go. See, we even reference who your mentor was, and we'll put your mentor spot in there. But guess what? None of them are finishes. They were finishes for your mentors, but when you guys do them, they won't be. They're finishes. hopping right back. Well, <laughs> yeah. even you know, Taz putting over that MJF with the uh, the blonde power bomb from Candido, and and what they, they I think it was on Darby. Darby hop, hops right the hell back up. I guess so, bro. So the, it just shows that all they're doing is some tape trader masturbator exercise of fucking see i referenced a uh, hardcore heat wave 97 or uh cyber slam <laughs> like but but at the same time those were the wins and they got over and we built in those stories so it meant something now they're just doing a reference of that's his reference to jericho when he was the Lionheart. like shut the fuck up what did it, it would really jumped out to me as you mentioned just before as we get all these people talking about oh when i was a kid i to me that's just it's just magnifying more, fan, more fanboy shit. It is, right. bro, and that's who's running your company. So why wouldn't you have that in there? Who? Anybody stand out? Uh, really up their stock in this match to you? Mm, I mean, they're working hard to get um, the guy with the most punchable face over as a baby face. Guevara's wearing white. They had him on that all access show, really humanizing him, making the 
uh, Joni Loves Chachi storyline, kind of. And uh, now Ty Mello with the sign thing of uh, I'm pregnant. So uh, I'm sure his ex-fiance was super pumped to hear that news last night via TV. Um, but if I was MJF, I would go fuck his ex-fiance. Uh, poor poor Pam, her DMs were probably blowing up. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> I think poor Pam doesn't want some get back and uh, to ride on uh, uh, Satan's uh, spear that uh, she wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good storyline, or that she might not. That she might actually do it in real life. Like you know, I already banged one carny wrestler. What's another one? So, what did uh, you think of the spot where MJF offers to? Yeah, you're having a baby. You need money. Yeah, 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 I'll lay down. Yeah, I mean, you knew the fucking roll. Yeah, up yeah you was knew coming. the roll up was coming. But but I like that. I liked it because because what did Sammy say? He said, uh, "I'll take the money." Yeah, he said yes, yes, and to the game. Yes, I'll draw you in because we had this back and forth build between them of that was like a disingenuous friendship and cheek to cheek and kissing me while they hate each other, supposedly, even though we could have built, built that more. And then Sammy slips over, but kick out. So uh, that could have been a finish if you really wanted it to be, but uh, we knew what was coming there. So uh, they're really doing a, the, the uh, probably the most effort uh, is to try and get Sammy over as a baby face. Even though he's got the but, most punchable, but as you said, face. he's just got you know of, of that whole group. You just you want to you want to pay to see him, but you want to pay to see him get punched in the face. Get yeah. kind of like that Conor McGregor. But, sort of and I'm not saying this isn't anything that shouldn't be shared with the world if you want to share the joy of being pregnant or your your wife is. But whatever. I, I hate to even say this is somebody's life, but <laughs> it's the fact that they were both young and sexy that uh was what made them kind of special now we're going into young parent phase where we both look like teenagers uh and and now how are we supposed to live vicariously through them like young sexy guy is now shitty diaper guy yeah did you see going in was it last week where they showed although i think more people should be hit with a shitty diaper on camera so there is opportunity for that where Becky and uh, Seth were posing for a selfie and Seth had the stroller. He's pushing it around. I mean, you got to, you're a parent, but at the same time, I, I, you, I are, get it. you are on you know. TV making a larger than life persona. When you start adopting that into your character, you're, you're kind of a mark for yourself. You're going into biz for yourself to be like, see, here's my real life. Everybody love me as opposed to going, where's my money? I'm sex appeal. I'm the Spanish God. I fuck around on girls. My wife is hot as fuck. Um, like I can do physical things that you can't not anymore. Now we're doing daddy daycare. All that shit's out the window. So get ready for it. God, as you're talking about that punchable face, man, it's have Sammy like, that's not my kid. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah, that. Leave her, leave her, even though we don't need to fucking see any of that shit. You know what I mean? And hmm, I'm not gonna go in and say this about anybody. Ah, fuck, I can't even say this. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna. It's, uh, it's, All right, it's, ladies and gentlemen, Memorial Day special episode here. We have got a first. I mean, it's gonna bite his tongue on something. Uh, it's tough, man. Let me just say, there's this is a carny fucked up business with a bunch of weird people who don't want to deal with civilians anymore. And I say that in the kindest way possible and i make the mafia analogy but once you're in the circus with the carnies shit is f- 
fucked up forever in your life. You look at things a different way completely. And as fans of HMG, you guys understand that. However, <laughs> usually when two wrestlers hook up and fall in love, uh, uh, you know, it, it's an Amor Fu, uh, one of my favorite Sopranos episodes, a uh, 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 love that burns bright and hot. Um, then things get fucked up because everybody's still a carny. However, sometimes now there's kids in the mix and that's what's going to happen. Now, I hope they stay together forever for 50 years and we get to see Sammy and Ty at age 75 together with their grandkids as generation three wrestlers. Okay, sure. Now let me play the percentages for a minute. <laughs> there's an 85% chance that this thing will be done within four to five years. Uh, and that's just uh, wrestling divorce rates. And no, it, it I, might be higher than the national average right now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a 52% divorce rate, right? Uh, that's just for civilians. Uh, now, figuring carnies and jealousy and someone's got to stay home. Somebody's got to be on the road. Somebody doesn't want to have the kid. Now we're having this argument. Then, boom, she's home and and uh, not with it. And you've got a history of leaving one girl for the next. And somebody throws the pussy at you because you're a super good-looking fucking guy still. And you realize that, man, I got way deep in at a young age, far, probably farther than I should have. And I didn't sow all my oats the way I I needed to and yeah they wanted to push me but now i made a mistake and then somebody sees you at a hotel and it drops on the sheets and you're fucking what your life blows up and now you are divorced at age 30 with two fucking kids bro um i've watched that happen on the indies even recently multiple times um and that's just who we are i'm not saying you can't have divorced parents and live a great life and turn out to be a well-adjusted human being. I'm just saying the story that they're selling now usually doesn't work out like Cinderella. Yep. I mean, it's just a, a harsh reality of life there. It is. And that's maybe that, Hey dude, maybe that existence is what we're supposed to live. I'm not here to buck for Mormons or some tribe in Africa that I don't know about where, you know, uh, or the Saudis where I have 432 wives, right? All this is part of the greatest satire. Maybe as human beings, we're not supposed to be monogamous. Maybe it does take a village. Maybe it does take five wives. Maybe it does take, uh, you know, uh, being with the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, or uh, with uh, David Koresh and Waco, who knows <laughs> of what, it, what our DNA well, it's, is really it's kind of supposed you to be. Hard it just, you know, going through just stupid, weird history stuff on YouTube and, and you look at the romantic, the sex lives, you know, how they viewed those for different cultures. It wasn't like it is today where it was set up. Oh, it has to be this one. Yeah, it's some. Yeah, you know, the Romans, the Romans, the, the Egyptians, man, they yeah. were crazy. They were some crazy shit, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm not here to pass judgment and be like, you have to be with one woman. And you, if you didn't, you failed as a human being. Like, that's some weird, again, leave it to Beaver 1952 shit that is in our society. But the percentages go against it that man wants to spread his seed with as many uh possible women i mean this is nature it just doesn't not man deer do it fucking lions do it bears do it whales do it right like uh i guess but they'll be like well penguins choose one mate well good for fucking penguins uh <laughs> you know uh, all the, all this type of shit is 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 interesting in 
the fundamental DNA of what drives us, but our societal structure goes against it and passes judgment. Cause that's also part of our DNA of I'm better than you. Um, so, you know, these are big, <laughs> stupid, esoteric excuses for bad behavior to some degree. But uh, who ben, knows if hardware. Ben, bro, you're talking yeah. chaos, bro. <laughs> Speaking yeah, yeah. of chaos, let, let's let's just get sure to the main event. Anarchy yeah, uh, in the arena. I said Black I get Serena pregnant. Kayla Sparks pregnant. Man, yeah, absolutely. Blackpool Combat Club taking on the Elite. <laughs> This thing is, it, it, if anything, it lived up to the, its name. It was anarchy. It was everywhere. I didn't it watch was, it. I, th- I thought, I thought, I, did, I it, forgot that the match was even happening after MJF. I was done. Well, I took one of those know, heirloom, heirloom night gummies. And I a lot of people were talking about that. If, you know, the, the expecting the title, the pillars match to close this thing. Yeah, it did. I I agree with that stuff. I always thought, like, man, did I miss a match? But what they threw everything out here. There's no way a match could have came in and followed this thing up. Oh, with Blackpool? Yeah. It, it, okay. it was, you know, they, uh, the elite all come out together. They, they got their little entrance, you know, they're, they're, they're family, they're, they're ready to go. Here comes the combat club, and they've got a live plan of Wild Thing. So you didn't see this. I know there's some people. They, they've and they keep the music going for like 15 minutes 10 to 15 minutes as they're battling all over the arena i, I did like the combat club they they came out dressed in black you knew they were going to be the villains they looked like a street gang this thing it, they're they're fighting in groups they're separating with each other they're all over the arena they, the cameras couldn't even keep up Grope. Grope. uh just cutting all over the place here a lot of the same spots you would expect here. You know, they're, they're trying to bring the weapons into play. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess at the, at, in the end, the big swerve is Don Callis gets back involved and uh, Tashida comes out and turns on the elite and gives the combat club the win. Takashita did? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was all over the place, split and focus when you got that many guys, but we already kind of kicked the show off with that, didn't we? like a battle royal to do all this big crazy shit yeah there's just a lot of repetitiveness through this show right but but like this was like bringing it all together this was this is an absurd mixture of just violence i mean it's it's, what if you like one of those things i actually let myself go into this match because it was what i was going to expect it was anarchy you're going to get craziness going all over okay uh yeah, I, I don't want to judge it because I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't want right. to talk, you know, like out of my ass and be like, oh, I've done that enough already on this show today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, these guys should deliver, especially, uh, you know, I, I think it also sends a big league message to the young boys of we're the pillars. Oh, yeah, we're the main event. <laughs> Good for you, motherfuckers. Uh, we'll be in the main later. But, uh yeah, if they, they it went hardcore, was the crowd with it, uh, then uh, that's all that really matters to close the show. Did we go off on a note where they're like, yes, or oh, I guess if Takashita comes out, they I guess it was, probably, it was more of the shock and awe, you know. Yeah, then the, right, you want the pop because he's been made into a uh, righteous guy, and like you're interested where they're pulling on him back and forth, like join our crew, join this crew, and we'll, we'll teach you, join the dark side or whatever. And then Swerve the crowd and have them turn. I think that's a good fucking move. I probably would have. I probably would have wrote it the same way. What was really interesting is in the closing moments, the finish. 
is Wheeler Yuta looked really, really strong. He really stood out for his team. Good. He got, the, big, got, the, got the pin. Uh, so well, he, I think that's probably Daniel Bryan and uh, Moxley looking and going, not that this is our weak point, but like here's what we need to do to make it look stronger and let's get this guy over. Well, uh, they so they teased a lot of times in there where he was going to blow the match for them. Mm, you know, he made but, some big okay. saves, but then was singled out where it looked like he'd get the pinfall, let the elite get the win. Sure. And you had the big swear, and he gets the pin at the end. Uh, and that's it, even like the cool visual, visual is you got Mox up in one corner, Brian in the other, uh, you got Sheeta and Don in the background, but Wheeler's up on Claudio's shoulders. Did you say you know, Don was in the background? Yeah. Not, not Stevens and Callis. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I was gonna say, Don Stevens was back out there after the guitar shot. I'll fucking murder everyone, no, bro. No, 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 no. Uh, Don, <laughs> Don Callis is out. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. The other Don of AEW. Yeah. Um, I guess, man, because they're trying to tell that story of, uh, you know, him and Omega. But um, to me, a lot of this is like Japanese based of like the alliance of this guy and this crew and this. And then he turned and like it all just falls under the anime bullshit to me. You know what I mean? I want more show, don't tell. Um but if they got the younger guys over and the other guys stayed over and the crowd was with it, then then so be it. Excellent. All right, Ben. Well, uh, that wraps up the uh, the, the big shows. Yeah, a lot, man. We're up to is, uh, 52 strong today here on uh, Ben Humming YouTube channel and twitch.tv slash Humming Media with uh, all the loyalists hanging and banging for an extended, uh, like you said, weekend of pro wrestling. And if you didn't get enough, three hours of goddamn raw tonight, pal. So uh, I'll be having to torture myself through that uh, and then teaching at uh, UWE tomorrow. So wrestling, 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 it never stops. And in between weed business <laughs> nonstop. So, uh, but yeah, man, uh, hopefully you got a more chill day here on Memorial day with RBV eats. I'm not sure what uh, your plans are, man, but I'll probably fire up the barbecue. Get a little yeah, Hoffman hot go dogs hit, going. Yeah. I'm going to go hit the grill. I, I missed, it yesterday uh yesterday was national burger day so i'm gonna celebrate it today on, on the holiday man i got my uh some half pound patties already made out you're gonna wrap them in bacon top them with sausage do some uh thick cut cheddar cheese on there some onions i'm gonna make myself some big old burgers here today Nice. I got, uh, man, I don't have any burgers. I got uh, the Hoffman cheese hot dogs. That's a local brand around here that's really, really damn good. But uh, now you say bacon. I might wrap them in bacon and do that motherfucker like that. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys got your favorite uh, beverage and fire up the grill, have a little water balloon, squirt gun fight, whatever it is you want to do with the kids, man. And uh, put your feet up from working your ass off. And hopefully uh, today we Brought you a little bit of joy here on uh, Memorial Day uh, with HMG, man, making sure we're still in the studio. I appreciate you, RBV, man, for hitting me up, making sure uh, you could be here this morning. And uh, y'all, I'm just going to keep pushing on. If you guys want to hear the new consultants, patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group. This will be up with uh, Rampage. Uh, appreciate those guys getting that show in early today, so I'll have that posted as well. From DJ Mass Effects, Dr. Jeff Lippman. I'm not sure if Chris Ams is with him or not uh, this time around, but I know everybody was hanging in the Hami Media Discussion Group. Group. 
So, but y'all, another big week here of business, and uh, hopefully you guys get uh, some time to chill out today, man. But uh, on behalf of Art of the B to the V, Timmy B, Hacker Hameen, and the rest of the HMG staff, Infidels, you know where it is. Ding dong. Hello? This is the Hustler. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group, from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs>